welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. How are we all doing? Hopefully, well, hopefully, whether you were celebrating or not, you had a very lovely last week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, where am I going to go after this? I don't know. I don't know. But I had a whatever time. Hopefully, you know, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving and all that jazz, you at least celebrated some good deals. I think there were some good deals. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't do too much deal hunting outside of Fangamer, which had free shipping on all orders, regardless of the cost so if you find something for a few bucks free shipping if you find something for 60 bucks free shipping if you find something for insert price other than the two i've already mentioned free shipping that was that was cool and so i i got a few things most of the things from fan gamer i wanted the two hoodies a sweatshirt because I was very low on those. And then that was that. Yeah. And I got some other stuff that I've been holding off on to just end relationships with various storefronts to clear them from my life and make up space for, I don't know, just to get them out of my mindset altogether and never have to think about this thing I want. Maybe maybe this will be the month I get it. Hey look, there's this sale or that sale. Now's as good a time as any. Just get this fucking over with. Rip that band-aid off. And that is what I did. A lot of rip, 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 a lot of band-aid ripping. But nobody wants to hear about that. I'm recording this early because I said hey it doesn't matter when I record this show when I play these games, if there's an embargo or this or that, all that matters is when does the episode come out? It comes out on Thursday. So if I get it done early, that just gives me time after to focus on Attack the Backlog, which is what I'll be doing. And that's part of why I'm recording this early. I know you're so excited to hear all of that. But what you're actually excited to hear is me talking about the games that I played for this here episode, which includes SteamWorld Build. I know, that one's actually kind of exciting. Gangs of Sherwood, that's also kind of exciting. And Cats and Other Lives, which is the game I almost said I talked or, or was going to talk about last week. I think I got out Cats and, or maybe just Cats, before saying, <laughs> no, 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 I did not play that. But I played it this week, as well as Train Valley 2 Community Edition, Stray Souls, and Forest Grove. And we're going to start with Steam World Build. This is, of course, given the name, set in the Steam World universe, which has given us Steam World Dig 1 and 2, Steam World Quest, which was the turn base tactics game I think and then I think there was one other one I'm not sure but I remember playing 
if Quest is the one I'm thinking of. I remember playing that one not too much, but what I played of it, I really enjoyed. And I would like to go back to that at some point. And I've played through all of SteamWorld Dig 1. Really enjoyed that. Did an Attack the Back episode for Attack the Backlog, not Attack the Back. You know who's attacking my back? Fucking life. Stop it. Give me a day without back pain and I'll I'll just be happy. <laughs> It'll make being productive and doing things so much nicer. But I did an Attack the Back log episode for SteamWorld Dig in which I talked about how much I enjoyed the game from what I can remember because I remember enjoying the game so if I didn't say I enjoyed it on that episode I'm a fucking liar. And the only time I've lied on an episode of Attack the Backlog is for the Super Mario World episode which I didn't lie in. I just sugarcoated everything. I just was very non-committal to talking about how much I genuinely don't like that game and think it's a bad game and instead from what I can remember from that episode I more so framed it as you know it's, it's just not for me it's just not for me you know it's I don't like it but lots of people like it and you know that's that's cool it's cool instead of what I should have really done which was say this game fucking sucks and I like Super Mario, kind of. I like the NES ones, all three of them. Love the second one. That's my favorite. I'd say the third one is the best. If we want to get as close to an objective opinion regarding the, the first three Super Mario Brothers games, I'd say the third is the best. But the second is my favorite because it was probably not, not because of this, but it was... I would assume the first one that I played to a significant degree. And I just like how funky and weird it is. Of course, that is because it wasn't a Mario game to begin with. It was, what the hell is it? I don't know what the Don Don Patchy or whatever the, the original name was and uh, original game is. But I like all those. And of course, I've talked about in the past how much I adore Super Mario 3D World, which in my book is the closest we've gotten to a Super Mario Brothers 2 sequel. Though maybe Super Mario Wonder is a bit of that as well. Haven't played that yet. Really want to. But I like Mario to a degree. I definitely enjoy the 2D Mario games a lot more with 3D World being the only 3D one I've enjoyed. Though at the same time, all I've played other than that is Super Mario 64, which I fucking... I haven't played on N64. I've only played the Nintendo Switch Online version. Or, no, not, not that. I've played the Mario Collection or whatever. The one that came with that... Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Sunshine. And I hated it. I, I, I lasted 20 minutes before I wanted to blow my brains out. However, I played... I don't know how many hours of Super Mario 64 DS and really liked that back when that came out. And I know a lot of people hate that game. That version of it. So... 
what what does my opinion have to do with anything? Also, I'm uh, I'm supposed to be talking about SteamWorld build, right? How did I get to this? I got to this because SteamWorld dig and quest. I don't know. I genuinely have no idea how I got here, but SteamWorld build is in the SteamWorld universe, and. It's a city builder, a city builder slash dungeon builder. You've got your two layers. You've got your above surface city building and then your below surface dungeon building a la dungeon master. I haven't played too many dungeon building games of that that nature. But it takes that familiar formula and gives it the SteamWorld facelift, face mask, And I really want to like it. But it doesn't have the magic that the other SteamWorld games have had for me. And I'm not quite sure what it is exactly. I think part of it is just the type of game it is. I'm not... So... It's not that I don't like city builders or stuff of that nature. What The real problem with build I have is the pacing it feels like I can never relax and focus on a task for that long at all it seems like the game constantly wants me to advance and advance and advance I build some homes for workers and they get there and then the game wants me to build this resource thing and then it says build twice as many workers as you already have in in order to continue advancing okay i do that now upgrade this many to or or just upgrade one builder or, or worker station to an engineer station all right cool now tenfold okay cool i did that but but now because the workers that turn into engineers are no longer workers. Now you need to build those workers back. You need to rebuild them, but now you need twice as many as you used to have. So fucking make it four times as many as you currently have. All right, cool. Now you need these resources. Okay, where do I get these resources? Oh, I need to trade with them because there's also a train station that when you rebuild that, when you repair it, then you can trade resources every so-and-so minutes. But it's, even at the, the fastest speed that you can speed up the game, that fucking train takes forever, so sometimes the game wants you to advance, but you have to wait for the train to get there to get resources because the only way to get the resources is through trading. And I found it exhausting after just an hour. After just an hour of play, I looked at all I did, and I did a lot because the game wants you to to, to move at a fast pace and to build, build, build. The build in the title is no lie. It wants you to just build, 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 build. No relaxing. It's not SteamWorld build and relax. It's SteamWorld build and keep fucking rebuilding. You, you, you bastard. And it just was so exhausting. I was, I was so tired of it. I just wanted to chill and watch my fucking thing or do something other than what I was doing 
I kind of hoped that because I, I didn't pay too close attention to exactly how the game worked. I was kind of hoping that you'd have the city building aspect, but then the mining aspect, the dungeon crawling, whatever you want to call that aspect, would be more akin to the traditional SteamWorld dig games so that you would have this new layer on top of Steam. I was thinking that this game was going to be more of a expansion on the SteamWorld dig game specifically, but it's just a SteamWorld game in a different genre. It has nothing to do with the dig games in that there's there's none of that gameplay. So if you really like SteamWorld Dig and you want more of that, that's not what this is. If you it is a city builder, a city builder and a dungeon builder. You have these two things that are you're constantly switching between them once you unlock the mine. And I found the the mining to be more interesting. Because I don't think we get as many dungeon builders stuff in that vein. And it was it was more thematically sensical. Whereas the the city building stuff felt very basic and boring and just tedious. The way they they tried to make it feel a bit more expansive was just the fact that you have to build a shitload to unlock this and unlock that and I'll give it more time but my initial impression is it's 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 exhausting and not particularly fun and it, it just makes me want to go back and not because I haven't played SteamWorld Dig 2 yet go play that or, or go back to Quest. But it's it's worth... It's worth potentially checking out. And who knows? It, it could... Uh, my, my hope is that... At a certain point... Because I'm, I'm, I'm still pretty early on in it. It just, it just seems like in that early bit, that, that initial hour or two, it's really just fucking hand foot on the fucking gas it's just let's go let's go come on come on come on let's let's do this and i'm like fucking hold a hold a goddamn second all right give me a fucking second just chill and it's not chilling it's not it's not letting me chill it's too hot which is which is which is sad but my hope is that there will come a point where I will have progressed so much that there's not a whole bunch of shit. There's, there's nothing essentially left to unlock and I could just optimize and optimize and focus on this. If, if I want to focus on the digging and, and so on and so forth. I, I just want just to let, let me do what I want to do. No, it's, not, it's, not, it's not clicking with me currently. Well, that is Steam World Build. Next up is Gangs of Sherwood, which is a class-based cooperative 
action scenario game. It's very much so in the same vein as stuff like Left 4 Dead, Back 4 Blood, but more apt would be the Warhammer Vermintide series. Except this, instead of being from a first-person perspective, is from a third-person perspective. So it's a third-person action game for one to four players where you can play as one of four characters from the Robin Hood lore. And also this is Robin Hood meets Steampunk. So if that sounds tantalizing to you, fucking buckle up, baby, because you're going to get plenty of fucking mechanical bullshit in this game. But you can play as either Robin Hood, of course, or Maid Marian, Little John, and Friar Tuck. Visually, I think the game looks pretty solid. I like the character designs. I especially like Friar Tuck. Big old bear. Not actually a bear, just a human bear. And the way the game works is through the guise of a campaign and story, which you don't need to pay any attention to because it's fucking who cares. It's, it's not that interesting or engaging. You go on these little scenarios, these little missions where you do a bit of traversing and then you reach an arena, fight all the enemies in it until they're all dead. Then you get a grade and then you continue with a bit more traversing arena. Here's your grade. Ritz and repeat with occasional mini bosses and I guess kind of bosses thrown in the mix. There are secrets to find, side objectives to complete, but you're really just following a linear path, taking on enemies, earning gold that you can use to upgrade your characters, learn new skills, learn new combos, and make your way through the story that'll unlock new things as well, but at the same time replay levels and stages so that you can earn more currency or just to have fun with the game presumably the problem with the game however is it's super repetitive almost immediately and the combat is not that fun in part because the camera is a fucking nightmare i hated the camera in this game it made combat annoying as hell you can click in the right analog stick to lock on enemies, like in a lot of third-person action games. But that doesn't always work well. And at times, it would switch. Even when I didn't touch the right analog stick, I didn't know what the hell I was doing then. And then the characters, I don't think, are all that fun to play as Sans Robin Hood. I enjoyed playing as Robin Hood, but when I played as Maid Marianne, I thought she felt pretty good, but was significantly less effective than Robin Hood because he's got his ranged ability along with his close-up melee attacks. And he was the only one, I believe, in my use that has the ability to launch enemies into the air as well and then attack them from there and shoot some air. He just felt the most 
diverse and fun and most versatile of the bunch. Briar Tuck is just a big old lumbering dude. And while I love looking at him, I love his vibe, was the one I enjoyed least. And then Little John felt like an in-between all the characters and just very, very boring, very punchy. The game also has no accessibility options, which I found very frustrating and annoying. There are subtitles in the game that you can't turn off, nor can you increase the size or do anything with them, which is not good because they are very tiny. And I think it's weird that you can't even say, I don't want these on. That's that's not even an accessibility option. That's just a, how, how, how is there a game that doesn't have this option? Option, I did, fucking weird. But it's just not quite there. It, it's a game of a lot of almost. And I think, I don't know if a little bit more time would have fixed it or if it was just something that needed a bit I guess more time but it seems a few ideas short of being something special being something more unique because it, this is I, I do think what the game could have been or what you could do with the Robin Hood license I think this is a cool idea and the melding of your more traditional Robin Hood setting and expectations with the Steam World aesthetic. That works pretty well. And the feel of the characters is is pretty good. You have your dodge roll, you have a jump and a dash. You have your attacks blocking. But in actual practice the combat just doesn't click in part because the enemies are fucking dumb as shit no matter what difficulty you're playing on they're just stupid so they're not fun the 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 in what i've played so far the enemies are never fun to engage with and while you can play the game in offline mode you can play it solo, or you can play it in online mode and just not decide to match up with players, but you can match up with players if you want. If you decide to play it in offline mode, that doesn't mean pausing the game pauses the game. It just brings up the menu, but the game is still going. So if you are playing in an offline mode and in a combat section, in an arena section, and you want to pause it for any reason, it doesn't actually pause it. I think that... to to me, that's something that's always important to note due to the fact that certain people, they they have lives where they they may have to pause a game frequently if you're, if you're a new parent, for instance. That's, that's annoying in the sense that why even give me this offline mode? Why not? I guess it's so the game technically can function if you weren't connected if you didn't have an internet connection you could play it it doesn't require the internet connection but in that same 
point or to that same point. The why? Just fucking pause the game. Just pause it and throw in some accessibility options. Let me increase the subtitle options, or let me increase the subtitle size, or turn them off. But it's a a game I went into with no expectations. Was initially excited and having a good time, only to have all that fall apart 15 minutes later when I realized it was just going to be this, this over and over and over again. And it wasn't. There's, there's nothing new about it. And the combat isn't as fun as it is in stuff like Vermintide, for instance, or similar games. Which is a shame. It, it, it reminds me most of all, except I would say that this other game is better. It reminds me of that Dark Alliance game that had me excited initially because I was hoping for another Baller's Gate Dark Alliance, but it wasn't. And this is in that same vein. But that is, again, Gangs of Sherwood. It, the, the thing that brings me hope is that there's a solid foundation there, and maybe with some updates, it can get better. And by that time, maybe it'll be on sale, convince your friends to check it out. Maybe it'll show up on Game Pass or something. I'm not sure if it... I don't know, is it on Game Pass? Is it a Game Pass game? I want to check that real quick. Because I think, I don't... SteamWorld Build, build might be a, a Game Pass game. Let me see, let me see, let me see. I don't see anything about Game Pass here. Let me check SteamWorld Big, though. SteamWorld Build, not Big. SteamWorld Build. I don't know where you would see if it's a game pass. I don't think it is. It doesn't. I don't see anything. So I swear, swear to, to, to whatever. Next up, though, is Cats and Other Lives, which is a point-and-click adventure game where a broken family is, has returned for a little reunion because their grandfather has died, I think, and you are in control of the cat who is just around as you are learning about these humans' lives and what is going on with them and discovering. Their, 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 their story, I guess. The thing is, and it's a, a 2D adventure game, traditional kind of point-and-click adventure e game. The thing is, though, you're playing as a cat... I don't, I don't understand why, why, why are you a cat? I also don't give a shit about these characters. The, the game and what I played has not done anything to make me care about these characters. Want to learn more about them? It's a little weird in these sections where I'm seeing what I'm not sure if they're supposed to be ghosts of the characters that are still alive or memories or what's going on. But I'm just going around as this cat, and I jump around. I can hear characters talk about things, but I don't have to do anything sneaky as a cat. If I want to hear, hear this conversation between these two characters, I don't have to 
try and sneak my way and find a hiding spot so that I can listen to them. I just fucking follow them in the room and they're talking and I'm just fucking hanging out. I'm just sitting there waiting to see until the conversation ends. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. I, I guess I know a little bit more about these characters or whatever. I don't know. I'll just, just keep moving to the fucking right because that's what the game wants me to do. Nothing else to do here. Nothing fun to be had here. So let's just get some more story. Okay. Here's this character. Cool. <laughs> oh. It just did not grab me at all. Which is disappointing because the idea of playing as this cat and learning about this family initially did intrigue me. But the way it's all implemented and handled... And the story itself, the character, is just like, eh. But that's Cats and The Other Lives. Next up is Train Valley 2 Community Edition. This is a game where, because I remember playing the first game, where you have a bunch of levels. It's, just, it's all level-based. And when you start a level, you'll have a uh, train station, and then some various other depots and such. And what you do is build tracks to these various other depots that may have resources, and so on and so forth. And depending on the level, as they get more complicated, you'll have to build multiple tracks and tracks with sections that will, you'll have to worry about where you have the train turning from. And what you're doing is sending trains back and forth along these tracks with resources, building needs, and so on and so forth at your own pace too, which is nice. You, you do have limited resources and money, so you can't just do whatever you want for a level. And there, there's a, a bit of wanting to find the most optimized way of handling all this. But once you ever have everything in place, you, you just send the trains and you got to manage the the flow of the trains make sure they don't collide you can stop trains on the track in case you send one and then send another one and you you aren't paying enough attention and they're about to collide so there's a bit of that managing and of course as you advance and get to deepen the levels they'll get more complicated and you'll have to and there'll be more required from you in terms of that managing because early on it's it's very straightforward very simple it's hard to fuck up in any way but as it as it gets going and gets more complicated things can get a bit more tricky but that's that's the crux of it unless something's changed later on either because I haven't played too much of it and so it's fine it's, it's it's. It gives me a bit of the relaxing that I wanted from SteamWorld Build, I guess. But it's also just... I've been here before. Uh, and again, maybe things get more interesting the deeper it goes. But I feel... 
like there isn't much different from what I at least remember of the first game. So I'm not quite sure what I'm getting from this that the first game didn't give me. Not that it has to give me anything other than new levels and new challenges. But it would have been nice. Controls well, so that's good. It's, it, it, it is pretty easy to switch between build mode and the the mode that you use to interact with the various stations and send trains and stop trains change the the track direction and stuff and so on and so forth yeah decent little tiny little game that is again train valley 2 community edition which is the name of the console version i guess I don't know if it came out on Switch a while ago or not, but it just hit at least Xbox and presumably PlayStation as well. No, I think, uh, no, 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 I'm thinking about Cast and Other Lies. But then next up is Stray Souls, which is a third person survival horror game. Oh my God. Where you play a young man who inherited this house because your grandmother you never knew existed because you were adopted when you were young was like i'm gonna give this house to you and you're a little sour fucking piece of shit who's trying to find a lady and you're like no one ever swipes right for me even though all, like i guess swiping right is just the vernet it's just the term we use in in dating regardless if you're just dating strictly on your computer but you're in your house and you're a fucking slob. So the first thing the game wants you to do is go get the laundry basket and fill it up and then get all the shit that you just left all over the ground. And it doesn't look that great. There are a lot of visual glitches and twitching going on and parts where your face looks like it's disintegrating all friggin' Silent Hill-like. Not great. Was it, was there voice acting? It was weird. But you eventually start talking with a lady on your computer who happens to be your next door neighbor. And you're going on about how the, this house is a little weird. There's some weird stuff going on in the attic and I'm hearing some sounds. The, the audio design is terrible. When you're on the computer and talking to this lady across from you, next to your next door neighbor, the typing is just fucking furious. And then there's some clicking and it's just this looped over and over and over again even though what you're writing might be three words it's still fucking you're you're writing a goddamn novel as far as the audio design is concerned and the the game is constantly having footsteps even when you're not doing anything not moving you'll hear footsteps because that's spooky and i'm a big baby when it comes to horror games but i found a lot of the attempts at horror in this game to be super fucking eye-rolly but as you're talking to this person, they, they're telling you, hey, you should you should fucking explore the attic and, and find out more about this. This is this is fascinating. You're like, this is this is what this is weird. I'm get, I'm feeling weird now. And then some weird stuff does start happening. And the person is like, oh, this doesn't your grandmother. I, I swear there were cultists who came over when she was still alive. I, I something's not right. You should you should stop doing this. Um, maybe, maybe you should come over here spend the night because it's it sounds like it's not it's safe over there by you and then you're like oh wait i don't i don't know you you could be a fucking old geezer who's trying to fucking 
Catfish me? I don't think so. And that whole... That, when, when you say that, I'm like, fucking... Dude? Really? Fucking... Whatever. This is why you're single. Because you're a fucking... And then she's like, this is this is bad. I'm going to come over. And then someone rings the doorbell, but it's not her. She says it'll take her 10 minutes. And they put a key under the thing that unlocks the door. Eventually, you get to the point where... I don't know if it's your dead grandmother who shows up. But the fucking way the game tries to scare you. It does some stupid jump scares things. Where you get pulled down and you're like, what the... What the fuck's going on? And then, and there are times where your character's shit happens to him. And then he's like, eh, uh, yeah, I should probably leave this house. But you know what? I'm just going to, you know, something weird. Just, I just got pulled to the ground. I don't know what's going on. You know what I should do? Let me go back on the computer and talk to this lady across from me. Just get the fuck out of the house, you dumbass. But it gets to the point where an old spooky lady shows up. All wrinkly. And nasty looking with long hair, long straight hair. And the way, I'm sure it'll get more than this at a point, but I just, I had to fucking end it at this point. The way it tried to be spooky or scary was constantly, it would, it would shift the camera to make sure you notice it. Or when you're walking, it'll take away, it'll stop, uh, take away control from you and, and pause to have this moment. You would just have, a corner, so you you see a wall, and then around the corner, and then Grandma would just—I don't know if it's actually Grandma, because why would Grandma be doing this to you? She just peeks from behind the cover, and she's got a little smirk on her. She's like, <laughs> and then she fucking, and then she doesn't even—I—if I, you're not watching the video version, I—I I kind of went back real fast. She doesn't do that. She fucking just. Like half peeks over the corner, gives a little smirk, and then slowly goes back behind the cover, and then she's gone. And you're like, "What the fuck is this? Is this a, is someone fucking punking me? Is this a joke? Is this a real game? The writing with the whole fucking dating shit is terrible." There are all these weird visual glitches and stuff and twitching and stuff where you're fucking, you're like moving your hands around and it's like, you just fucking broke your wrist, dude. What's going on? And then this fucking weird, <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Oh, stray souls, stray souls. There's something else about it that I can't remember that was dumb as well oh yeah there's a part where you're talking to the lady in the dating app who lives across from you next door to you and you're telling her about it's so weird there was these children's blocks yeah the ones with letters on them and there was a message for me left by my grandmother who's dead and when you're telling her this all I'm thinking is you're a fucking liar because that was a fucking puzzle I just had to do, which was just take all these blocks and rotate them to reveal the message. You're not revealing a message because I could have fucking changed those blocks to say a bunch of different random shits if I wanted to. But to solve the puzzle, you have to have the message say, 
I hope you like your new house, grandson, or whatever the fuck it was. The message wasn't there. You fucking put the message there, you fucking lying piece of shit. I hope this game does not end with you in a relationship with that woman, because she deserves better. That's all I can say. Stray souls? No. Fucking stay single is what the game should be called. Single for life, you piece of crap. And then Forest Grove is a detective game where you have to solve this case of a missing girl. And it has the potential to be interesting conceptually because there's this, the, the, the way it works is that it reminds me a bit of Tacoma, but less in every aspect. But you have a sort of large room where you can reconstruct digitally, holographically, whatever, the crime scene, the house where she was, to try and discover clues. And it's really cool, but it's incredibly clunky to play when you are interacting with objects to find clues on them. So you pick up something and then there'll be a handful of points of interest that they want you to zoom on. The way it works is you have a magnifying glass in the center of the screen and to highlight a point of interest, you have to rotate the object and then essentially scroll the screen so that the object falls, the, the point of interest falls right directly in the middle of the magnifying glass. And when that happens, then the fucking point of interest, the whole screen starts to sort of vibrate until a few seconds pass. And then it does sort of a camera shutter flash, which is very unpleasant. It, 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 it hit me with a mild sharp pain in my head. It was giving me a headache after a while because I'd be interacting with all these objects, getting all these clues, and I'd just get flash, 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 and I didn't like it. It utilizes an on-screen cursor, which never feels good to control. No matter how much you adjust the sensitivity, it just doesn't feel quite right. And then the writing is not great it just it, it it's one of the more frustrating games I've played for this episode just because while it's not a wholly unique idea it is a bit different it is trying to do something more interesting and when a game that's trying to do something interesting doesn't quite hit all the marks. It's 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 it sucks. Because I'd love to love this game. I'd love to be like, hey, you probably have never heard of this game. You should really check it out. But I found the game to feel not great to control and navigate and use the on-screen cursor. Visually, it's pretty ugly. And then the story that Sarah wasn't compelling enough to push me forward to make up for 
the other areas where it's lacking. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame. But that is Forest Grove, and that'll do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. I am, of course, your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you enjoy this here show or any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can support me and my nonsense over at patreon.com slash PXS. There are a handful of tiers, but the tier you want is the $5 all-you-can-oatmeal tier, which gives you access to a fancy schmancy private Discord channel as well as a weekly Q&A if enough questions are asked. Otherwise, we postpone for another week. But you get access to that, including the backlog of previous Q&As. So there are 20 or so of those at this point around there that you can enjoy if you join up now. And future private streams as well, including the return of streaming with the soon-to-hit-us Game Awards, which is fun. I guess next episode will be the last one before the Game Awards, so I guess maybe do a bit of a prediction type of thing there. But I think I'm going to throw in some prediction questions in that old Discord channel for the all you can Oatmealers. And then we could have fun grading ourselves and seeing how good or bad our predictions were. For that that is again patreon.com slash pxs if you'd like links to that and so much more including the site the youtube the discord and whatnot you can find all of those over at pxsausage.com that is again pxsausage.com but that will do it for this here episode once again thank you for do I always say once again at that point? Because I, I never thanked you for watching earlier. I didn't. I didn't at the top of this podcast. Hey, you know what? Just right off the bat, thank you for watching or listening. Uh, you know, if you if you do, because I'm about to talk about some stuff. So, as always, I think that maybe that's what I usually say. Anyway, as always, thank you for watching or listening. Most of you listen, so thank you. But also, you watchers, thank you too. I just fucking uh, yeah thank you As a, thank you for watching and listening I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day a lovely rest of your week and a wonderful week and but for now adios a bye Thank you.